I'm Emma G. Rose, author of Contemporary Fantasy and Mythological Weirdness. I'm Shelley Shearer, author of Urban Fantasies and Cozy Mysteries. Welcome to Indie Book Talk. Join us as we explore the expanding universe of indie books. Hello and welcome back to Indie Book Talk. Today we have Michelle Bowser, author of Bizarro Fiction. Now, Michelle, my first question for you is, do you often wear a spiky shell? I don't, but I have been known to wear a leather jacket and sing. Ooh. No, I'm just kidding. That, that was an older joke. The older people will get that joke, that Bowser joke. Okay, good, because it went right over my head. Sean <laughs> <laughs> Anna, it was a TV show. Um, I was I was a really little kid. It was on like in the mid late Oh, 70s. that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's hilarious. I love it. So can we talk about what does... What is bizarro fiction? Bizarro fiction is sort of absurdist, usually comedy, but not always. Uh, The stuff that I write is always comedy. I once had a reviewer review a piece of my work, and it was clear he was not familiar with the genre, and he accidentally stumbled upon the best explanation possible. He said, I don't know what to make of this. It seems like... It's a children's fantasy, but I would never let a child read this. It's not for children. So <laughs> that's basically what it is. It's it's that kind of silly Alice in Wonderland kind of over the top, absurdist, bizarre that most children's books are, but not for children. Yeah, I I read the first few pages of one of your books, um, you know, with like the preview thing on Amazon just to check it out before we got on the call. And uh, yeah, it was not for children, but it was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So what made you write this type of thing? Because you couldn't find it or it's the type of thing you like to read? No, it's just sort of the type of thing that comes out. Um, I, I tried to write I was assigned one time by my writing group to write a tragedy and it just turned into a really, really dark comedy. And I realized (laughs) I just can't seem to not do this. So maybe I should just stop trying to not do this and do it. (laughs) And then I discovered that I wasn't the only person that there was a small little niche genre for it. That was my next question is like, this sounds like the kind of genre where there is this like rabid fan base that's very small, but very dedicated. And this is what they read. Yes. Yeah. It's a cult following. Yeah. I have, I have a huge little, very tiny, but huge for its area fan club in, in like the Eastern panhandle of West Virginia. (laughs) I'm not real like like one person. That's very yeah, specific. Yeah, like one person in this town like read one of my books and like read it out loud like in the local restaurant or something. And then like I get all these like mail and letters and and stuff that, that we love this. <laughs> it's like the whole area. Oh, I'm picturing like the creepiest. Like you go there as an author visit, and the entire town like everyone has T-shirts with your face on them, and like. <laughs> They all just gather around and look at you and they're like, she's here. Hey, this is a, this is a good candle. idea for my next story. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. But no, your your work does sound hilarious read out loud. 
we had such a fun time reading your book out loud to each well, other. Well, <laughs> I do, I do audiobooks, and I actually narrate them, and I narrate other people's audiobooks too. But um, I sell way more audiobooks than I do print books. I'm, I'm hearing that like there are some authors I feel like where audiobooks are just their thing, and I don't know if it's the genre or if it's maybe the narrator because you have a lovely voice to listen to. Well, thank you. Uh, but there they seem to like there there are different genres where ebooks work well, print works well, or audiobooks works well. And something about comedy, I think audiobooks just really shine for comedy writing. It might be. And I have noticed that I've kind of adjusted my writing uh since then to like will this sound better or read better? And I kind of go with what will sound better, I think sometimes. Oh, that's interesting. So like the way you'll, you'll use intonation to read the sentence versus how it'll be read? Yeah, or? yeah. like I, if I was going to say something out loud, I might say it maybe slightly differently than the way I would sort of read it in my head. And of course, that's mm. just me. So it may not make a difference at all to whoever's listening or reading, but it, it's what I've ended up doing because just because I realize that more people are listening than reading. So I tend to choose when I'm editing choose whatever I think will sound better in the narration than necessarily what might read better. And, and I, hmm. again, that's, that's in my head. I don't know if that, <laughs> if everyone works that way. But it's interesting because they always say you should read some of your work out loud to see how it flows. And that seems to even be how you cater to it. So that's cool. Yeah. And it's probably, you know, how I would read it as opposed to another narrator. So I don't know. Do you have a whole recording studio at home or like, where are you doing all of this audio book recording? Um, it's actually at my dad's house because I live on a highway and there's way too much traffic. I can't, <laughs> I can't keep, uh, I can't keep it quiet enough, but I have a small little homemade recording studio at my dad's house. He lives not far away from me, but off the highway and it's very quiet there. That's awesome. You must save a ton of money because from what I hear, hiring a really qualified audiobook narrator can be very expensive. Yes, I love it when other authors hire me to do their work. It's guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> so comedy is a really hard thing to write. And I imagine bizarro comedy might even be in some ways harder because you have to like go bizarre enough that it's funny, but not so bizarre that nobody knows what you're talking about. So like, how are you striking this balance of I'm funny, but I'm not completely losing my audience? I have no idea. I, I, I truly don't. <laughs> I, this, I tried so hard for so long to write like serious, I wanted to write like serious fantasy science fiction. That's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. and, and I couldn't. It just kept coming out with this ridiculous comedy. But every time I would read it, everybody would laugh and be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. You need to publish this. And I actually wasted, I don't know how many years before I finally went, yeah, what the hell? Just this, clearly this is what you can do. Just do it. So, and, and once I, once I gave in, it all got better. I love that. That is such a great message if you're out there and you're writing something forcing yourself to write a way you think you quote should stop <laughs> clearly michelle's got this figured out so have you written a bizarro science fiction one i haven't um 
who knows? Maybe combine the two things into one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I could try that. All I can think of is the movie Spaceballs. Does that count as bizarro? Yes. I think, I think it probably would. It's definitely, you know, absurdist, which is kind of very similar. Um, The only thing I wrote that wasn't bizarro was uh, the desk clerk book, which we turned into a movie but that was real life. There's nothing in that book that didn't happen for real. <laughs> uh, from when I worked at a hotel, it's just basically my memoirs working at a hotel. Well, those can be some pretty strange stories right there. Just true. True. Whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop. She just casually is like, oh yeah, we made that into a movie. <laughs> Please explain yourself. We did. Uh, it's called Desk Clerk and you can watch it on Amazon. Really? Yes. She's famous, guys. She's on Amazon. I feel I didn't tell Emma all the right information about you. You did not give me enough background before this. So, okay, who's we? How did you do that? Why did you do that? Tell me everything. Okay, so um, my publisher, my indie publisher, Burning Bulb Publishing out of Bridgeport, West Virginia, uh, Gary Vincent is the publisher, and he also has a production company. Actually, the first, I, I think Desk Clerk was the first movie that we made. We, he sat down and he said, we, we should turn this book into a movie. This would be, this would be great as a movie. Because I did the audio book and he listened to the audio book and it was very funny. And he thought, man, if it's so much funnier listening to it, imagine acting it. So we did. We, um, we filmed it in Bridgeport, West Virginia. At a local hotel so she is, that let us... She is failing to mention that not only did she write it, but she starred in it. So it's not like yeah, they just yeah, used I her story. Clerk. Oh my God, yeah. I can't wait. Okay, I know what I'm doing when we're done with this, with this recording. <laughs> <laughs> so you too might be able to turn your indie book into an indie movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had to, and that was a that was a challenge because then I had to take my book and turn it into a script. So then I had to change it around to something completely visual, which is a total, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you're still writing, but it's a completely different medium because you have to, and you have to write for, you know, we don't exactly have a huge budget. So, you know, you have to tweak things to, to work with it, but I think it turned out really well. That is fabulous. I don't think people always realize um, how hard it is to turn a book into a movie. You know, you hear a lot of haters about, oh, they changed this and they did that. There's usually a reason. Yeah. Right. Budget's a big one. Yeah. Budget and just, you know, reality. (laughs) (laughs) So did it come out the way you wanted it to? Did did the script, you know, show what you wanted to show? It did. It did. It, It really helped that we were able to film in a real hotel. That took care of like 90% of the obstacles because trying to, you know, we wouldn't have had the budget to build sets that would have looked, you know, really well. And it was just, it was kind of amazing. And, and I got all of my friends and family to, to act in it, which is, you know, the kind of thing that they usually don't recommend because your friends and family aren't actors, but I wasn't, I'd only done a couple of small things before this. So I wasn't really either, but all of Wait my a friends minute. and family Hold on. I don't recall seeing an invite to this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When did you do this? It was, it was 2020. I just, I don't recall seeing any Facebook thing of, Hey, come be in the movie. I remember my uncle's on 
Uncle John is a zombie, which I unfortunately could not go be in due to timing. I don't remember yeah. desk clerk. We We're going to have to talk, you and I. It was in 2019, <laughs> and I, I did kind of, I wasn't really in charge of casting, but, like, probably the page was asking for stuff. Um, you know, I would just be like, ah, true. So-and-so could do this, so-and-so could do that. And, and really, uh, the director, he got a lot of people. We got a lot of people that were um, other authors under the same publishing house. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Olga is in it, Nancy. I just saw her on the little trailer thing. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yes, she is in it. And she's very good. Okay, so next movie I want to be in. I Come on, I'm in. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> How okay. many movies have you made? And is this the only one based on your personal stories? This is the only one based on my story. I've been in, I think, five. But only four of them have been released so far, I think. Wow. Yeah. Do you have a day job? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I was trying yeah, to do the math on like how you could have positive time problems. <laughs> yeah, that that would be that would be a huge interference if I if I had a day job. I mean, I occasionally do. My family owns um, a greenhouse and a winery, and I work there on and off throughout the year. But I don't like have to be at work every single day, so I can take off and do this stuff. It helps. So, okay, if you want to be a famous author slash uh, star in your own movie, you just have to get a family who has a winery and greenhouse and just let you work when you feel like it. That's the moral <laughs> of the story. I Basically, I work in the busy season. So like the spring and this time of year. Gotcha. So what was your last book and are you hoping to write more soon? Yeah, I actually am uh, working on stuff right now. Uh, my last book was called A Gross Miscellany, which is a collection of short stories. Are they gross? Yes, mostly. <laughs> uh, okay, so you had the short story collection, A Gross Miscellany, and you're working on something now. Is the thing you're working on now a secret? Yes, because every time I talk about what I'm working on, then suddenly it all sort of evaporates and I have to start over. So I learn my lesson and I keep my mouth shut. That's totally fair. So if people want to be in the know when you finally do announce what amazing thing you've been working on, where can they stalk you online? I have an author page on Facebook. It's just author Michelle Bowser. I have an Instagram, which is just Michelle underscore Bowser. And uh, Burning Bulb Publishing or Burning Bulb Productions, they have pages all over social media. Awesome. So go stalk her, see what she's up to, watch all her movies, you know what you do. Uh, <laughs> and if you need somebody to narrate your audiobook, uh, don't use the quality of our podcast as an example of what Michelle can do because we are uh, super low budget. But <laughs> <laughs> do reach out to yeah, her. And if I'm, that's I'm doing this from my house on the highway, so <laughs> not my little <laughs> studio. <laughs> so we promise, we promise it'll be better than that. Go listen to the audiobooks and find out what she sounds like and be on the lookout in case she's looking for people for her next movie <laughs> yeah yeah that's worth following burning bulb publishing just for that in case you want to be an extra in a movie and and michelle uh before before we let you go if you do go to that town in west virginia where all the people worship you please come back and tell us about it i will i absolutely will <laughs> <laughs> if i make it back <laughs> 
<laughs> they don't like keep you. They'll keep you in a closet. This is where we keep our Michelle. <laughs> this is going to become an epistolary novel where she just sends us letters. Today I've been locked in the closet for 24 days. I've eaten my shoes. You know? <laughs> 